It is. You're stuck here in uh, hell of your own creation once hey, again. Put the well, pop butter. Hey guys, y'all wanna y'all wanna start a podcast? It'll be really fun. <laughs> Little did I know what I was getting myself into. Yeah, I can't into. believe you were like when you did that. You're like five two, had glasses on that were too big for your head. <laughs> That's like how we met. And you. it was your birthday. I'm just. I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> now you're just fucking shredded. Hey guys, I'm, I'm a little guy, and it's my birthday. <laughs> we should make a podcast. Oh, God. Good day. Well, good times. Good times. I'm glad that we got the voice yeah, crack of him being 5'2 in there as well. Yeah. I'm just a little guy. As we all know, as the red pill has taught me, every have... guy underneath six foot is instantly a little guy and a beta man. So yeah, I have been working on my upper register for my voice, and I'm actually pretty happy with how that's been going. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I, it was pretty I'm, good. I like it. Thanks, but that's not, We're not here to discuss my burgeoning VO career that's been burgeoning for several years now. Uh, when is that next con game coming about out? Dragon Ball. Uh, I don't think it is. Honestly, yeah, I, I, <laughs> at this point, if they haven't given it a full release, they're not going to. It's been like two years. Well. But y'all can go look up the Kotaku article of XCOM Legends. It's, or, uh, what is it? I think the title was 2K quietly releases XCOM mobile game that looks like shit. Yeah, and that's, yeah, my, that's mine. Yeah, that's that's my VO debut to the world. Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. Thank mm-hmm. God a game being shit and your VO don't have anything to go together. <laughs> I did read the full review and at no point did they mention any of the voice lines. So for me, I'm like, I'm golden. I did my job and I got paid. I fucking nailed it, boys. Can still keep this on the resume. Yeah. For, oh, no, it's definitely like on the top of my resume. It is still a booking with a AAA company. <laughs> All right, Zach, lead us in. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of World's Strongest Podcast Guy. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-hosts, Chase. That is also me. And to Thomas. And that is me as well. Uh, and today we're talking about episodes 64, 65, and 66 of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, I always feel like I, I don't segue naturally into just talking about the summaries, but so I got to keep that tradition alive by pointing it out and then doing it. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, no notes. Starting with episode 64. You can like insert numbers. the teleport sound effect, the noise into there as if we were transitioning. That'd be the only way we could save the situation. Instantly transitioning, if you Yeah, will. instantly transitioning. Well, no, yes. no, they don't instantly just moving really fast. We really haven't even seen No, instantaneous movement is a completely different yeah. technique. Shit, you're right. Instant transmission and instantaneous movement. Very different. So how does the after image work in podcast form? Do you just reverb our voices? I think I think I just add echo. I think you just do oh, like okay. an L cut of one of us talking, but then someone else is just talking again <laughs> somewhere like else. An L cut in an audio medium, beautiful. Yeah, you just do it. You just oh, fucking God. do it. It just throws everyone off, and then we have to we have to act surprised at the end where Thomas is naturally talking. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking work. That's a lot. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, but. Let's get into the episode. Shwee! That's my best uh, approximation of that sound. I thought it was pretty good. Shwee! 
DBZ Kai, episode 64. <laughs> number 17 and number 18. The Androids Awaken. Uh, Jero awakens Androids 17 and 18 just as the Z-Warriors arrive at his lab. The two androids, however, kill Jero and awaken a third, Android 16, before all of them head out to kill Goku. Vegeta catches up to them first, challenging them to a fight. 18 steps in. Episode 65. A sweet face and superpower? Android 18 versus Vegeta. What a title. Which I, yeah, what a title. I love that they're like, we have to make sure everyone knows that the girl android is hot. Um, Vegeta fights with 18 as the other Z fighters arrive, with Trunks stepping in only when Vegeta is obviously losing. 17 intervenes and the Z fighters, minus Krillin, are taken down. Though 16 refuses to fight, only wanting to fight Goku. Krillin tries to reason with the androids, but they head off to fight Goku anyway. They do leave the other Z fighters alive, though. Episode 66. The time for reunification has come. Piccolo's unshakable resolve. Uh, Piccolo goes to Kami's lookout to convince Kami to let Piccolo reabsorb him and multiply their strength. Kami delays this. Meanwhile, Vegeta goes to become stronger. The androids cause some chaos on their way to kill Goku... And Krillin goes to move Goku to a safer location. It's a breather episode, baby. Yeah, which honestly was sort of needed. And truly, the uh, amount of chaos the androids cause is in the in the lower level of like vandalism. <laughs> they literally <laughs> do, they don't even do like a hit and run. They just do like a like the most minor of car stealing, it's like a mild cartoon caper. Yeah, yeah. But I we'll tried get to, that. to like. I thought about using the word mischief instead, but I felt like it was too malicious to be called mischief. Like, mischief, I feel, is a little more playful. They are just stealing a car, but they don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, they don't, even, they, don't even, like, they don't even threaten them. They just do it. Well, yeah, because they, they don't really... They kind of implicitly threaten them without saying anything. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the best they walk kind out, of threat. Like, That's our car, and then 16 just lifts the whole car with, like, <laughs> very easily and dumps everything out the back and... They drive off, and they, they kind of get the idea that they're like, you know what? We don't win this fight if we go into <laughs> it. But we're not there yet. But speaking of people who don't win right fights, now. we're back with Dr. Jero. Yeah. Uh, which I noticed this episode had no recap. Like, we just went into a cold open with Jero having just sucked the energy out of Krillin. <laughs> uh, goes, he's like, here's my humble lab. And it's just like a fucking hole in the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. But it's got a really big door. Uh, at least from the outside. Um, but Krillin comes up behind him and just spikes his key really hard as they agreed to. And to this get everybody is why to he should have just put Krillin on the ground. Oh, yeah. But I do love, like, Se Jiro goes in and like he's like, I guess I'll have to resort to 17 and 18. Didn't want it to come to this. And then, like, it cuts away, and then it cuts back, and 17 and 18 are just out of the pod. Well, 17 is just out of the pod. Like, they they get out off screen, and that just felt weird oh, I thought for 17, me, I guess. I know 18 gets out on screen. I thought 17 did, too. No, 17 does not. Yeah, 17 does not get out on screen. Yeah, because, like, yeah. I, get, I don't have to have to... Like I said, there's, and it's like, intro, music, fight for friends and family, think, and then 17 just there, and he's like, how do you feel? Yeah. I think in Z, they both, like, step out on screen, like, original cut Z. Oh, no, you're right, so yeah. I guess this was Fascinating. just, like, a moment they decided to just skip. <laughs> Which, I wonder if that's how the, like, manga presents it. Like, you don't really have a panel of, like, the pod opening for 17. He's just out. 
Yeah, uh, I guess it even didn't really jar me too much. I was like, yep, okay, cool, we're moving on. I didn't think it was that bad or anything. I was just like, oh, all right. Um, but I They're love, literally there vampires. is a little subtle touch in this scene of both of them, like, getting out of the pod, looking at Jerome, and they make a very deliberate cut to show Jerome, like, each of them noticing Jerome holding a tiny remote in his hands. <laughs> uh, which at this point, they don't say what that is, but I like the implication here, because, like, they don't say anything until they both, like, bo neither of them say anything before noticing it. Mm -hmm. giving the implication like, oh, this could probably shut them off, and they're both aware of this fact, so they're going to play along for a sec until they have an opportunity to gain the upper hand. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Jero sort of says in his dialogue, he's like, ah, oh, I guess I did patch out their disobedience. Yeah, because he's extremely um, gullible. Yeah. I, I think a combination of the, <laughs> a lack of... A, a lack of street smarts, almost. Uh, a little bit too much belief in his own ability Jero standing there waving a giant gun man it's incredible how people are just listening to things i say <laughs> it's it is that kind of energy in this scene but i just want to i i appreciate this was a little more uh show and not tell of dragon ball which is not on is not common i mean Jero has some lines but they're sort of indirect um addressing like why 17 and 18 are acting this way but you get the idea that 17 and 18 are putting on an act mm -hmm. or at least it feels very heavily implied that they oh, are. Oh, they, de uh, I mean, they definitely are like when uh, 17's looking around, he's like actually has a personality. Then as soon as both of them notice the remote, their eyes like kind of like half closed and they do like a robot kind of tone. Yeah. Which I thought was like a really interesting touch uh, to this scene as well as to the performances uh, here in the scene, which I can't remember. I know it's, I think it's Chuck Huber who voices 17, um, who gives a good performance, but Chuck Huber himself is a massive Islamophobe. Um, so, you know, the less said about him, the better. <laughs> uh, 17, I can't remember. Or 18, I can't remember. Because I think in this dub, it's a different actress than who will go on to voice her in uh, Super and Onward. But I don't feel a hunt like because i know her voice sounds different but i don't know if that's just like a difference in performance clicking beard or Colin is who plays her in this dub seems yeah. like it gotcha and in super stub i because uh... i know there was like 18 specifically changed voice actors between z and kai and i think that's it might have changed uh, yeah super, uh... it is meredith mccoy yeah so in Z, GT, uh, Battle of Gods, uh, basically everything but this dub is Meredith McCoy, but in this dub it's Colleen Clickenbeard, uh, who is also, like, a very, very talented actress. Um, <laughs> she True. also voices Mai it, of, you know, Mai, uh, the, the peel-off gang. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, back into this. Uh I love this little scene here as their introduction. It does feel a little rushed in some ways. This is the most that I felt we're introducing a new villain. <laughs> like, knowing the behind the scenes, this film. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, mm -hmm. it works. But because I am equipped with this knowledge, I am like, okay, we're just, we're getting them in. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we're just going to get 17, 18 in, and then 16 really quickly. Like, let's just... Get everyone up to speed, get them into the plot, and get going. Oh, and also Jero's dead. 
Yeah, and also Jiro's, because, like, the second Jiro turns his back, because the Z fighters show up and start, like, trying to bust the door down, which I, I do like, since we have the whole angle that they can't sense their key, they don't know right away that 17 and 18 have been activated, so they think they might still have some time to stop that, whereas we know they don't. Mm-hmm. They're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but like the second they start like ramming the door and Jiro turns his back, what seventeen is that door just... made of <laughs> yeah, fucking st- tough stuff. Based <laughs> on what we've seen these people do, um, but like as soon as Jiro turns his back, fucking seventeen just swoops in and grabs the remote, <laughs> which Jiro really tries to play off for like a second. Seventeen's just like. Oh, is this the only thing you have to stop us? And he's like, uh, it, give it back. No. Yeah, he's like, I have others, but give give it back. Let me think this through. <laughs> uh, yes, that is the God damn it. I fucked it up again. <laughs> 19 was Jero always telling really me this. Has, yeah, if there's one big flaw Jero has in terms of executing his plans, it's that he never seems to plan for many uh, contingencies. <laughs> It seems like every he's on the back. As soon as he's on the back foot, he just makes nothing but poor decisions, and it feels like it is someone who did not think his plan A was going to fail, and so he did not bother really definitively making a plan B, and definitely not a plan C. Well, I guess we have he? Cell who shows up later, so, so he definitely he he makes, made a I plan guess he makes C. contingencies, but he doesn't put a bunch of time into them, and they all backfire. It's kind of why I think that like you're like the rushed intro to these uh, androids, which I, I guess it is like a little rushes, and they're just appearing, but it almost adds to it. it. Was like it seems like Doctor Dro has like failed three times over now, and he's mm-hmm. like fuck, 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 activate these guys. This is I, you know what, whatever it's it has to go well. But oh, yeah. at this point, there is just which no is- other options, and he's like woof. I guess it is yeah, working which is out. Why I say it's it still <laughs> works to me. Mm-hmm. Like why I'm like while I can feel it, and I think I mostly am able to feel it because I know like the I I can't you know say that I can't bring like a meta textual read to it because I have this knowledge and it's impossible for me to like forget it, decouple it. Yeah, yeah, but it works. Like, and I think we kind of said something to the same effect last episode. Um about how we're like when you know it you do see the the seams so to speak but you also appreciate how the seams are pretty decently stitched together Mm -hmm. it's like there are cracks but they are taken care of and you only would really know if you knew that there were cracks there um so i'm like and it works and i like the super fast movement of 17 giving just the slightest indication of the level of strength he's on and how it compares to Jiro if Jiro couldn't react to him fast enough. Um, though there's always the argument that he didn't take it earlier, which meant that he had to take it by surprise. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Oh, also, I did appreciate that in their dialogue here, uh, they go out of their way to say 19 is the one who turned Jero into an android. Just, <laughs> yeah, just to make sure. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. He, yeah, you still have that dangling question of how he put his own brain into a robot. Or there are other dangling like, questions a- I have that this that this show is starting to sh- give me, but I'm just sort of like, ah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, it's, it, they're like dangling questions that didn't really matter. Which I was like, the- I'm fine if we leave these questions dangling, but it's interesting that they did go out of their way to answer them anyway 
Yeah, I think um, I think my biggest question now is going to the show is they keep saying it over and over. They're like, dude, these androids are so much stronger than the ones in my timeline. And I'm just kind of like, how fucking strong? How? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like this? I think they're just gonna. I think that's just like you know, time travel's fucking wacky, ain't it, bruv? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think that's. Well, I mean, answer. in Trunks' this time, they're at least sixteen is never activated. Yeah. And as far as we know, there was never a nineteen, and Jiro never turned himself into an android. So it does. It does raise questions of what was the butterfly effect. This is why you don't go squishing of... butterflies. Why did when when Trunks fucking sliced up Freeze into little baby pieces and then blew him up? What the fuck happened to cause Jiro <laughs> to become a robot? What is that? What is that line that? Well, develops? I mean, Jiro's reasoning provided in this episode is he just wanted to live forever. Yeah, but that does raise the question of why did the other Jiro not want to live forever, but this Jiro did? And why did Frieza getting chopped up lead to this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. My best, and this is not an explanation provided in the show. This is me creating headcanon uh, on on pod just to be clear. Ooh, we're doing it live. Uh, yeah, my read would just be the idea that like that show of force, like Jiro somehow saw that, and so after seeing that in the three years between then and now, decided to try and like beef up all of his stuff. But that wouldn't account for them not knowing what the fuck a Super Saiyan is. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of so where I landed. I, I immediately rescind that because I just realized how that doesn't. My work. maybe my my big thought here is. Um, because all, like, no one was, like, grouped together to fight the androids, it seems like. It seems like the androids kind of kill everyone, right? Yeah. Um, that they never fought at actual full power, so Trunks is just, like, Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. strong they were, and he was just super, he was far more outclassed than he ever thought he was actually outclassed. Which, like, poor one out could for Trunks. possible, yeah. Yeah, pour out for Trunks, who will constantly have moments of him going... I'm fucking actually really strong, and then being outclassed, the classic. No, we're not. <laughs> I mean, he inherits it from his dad. Yeah, the cl- <laughs> the classic Vegeta line. He got the he got the heel gene. Yeah, <laughs> he, he got the dumbass pride gene. That doesn't. But Trunks is the ultimate failure because at least Vegeta, you're like that man's got a lot of pride. Trunks is like, I don't have a lot. All that pride proceeds to get prided, and you're like, oh my god, oh no, honey. Mm. You're dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're dead. Fuck you. You're going uh, so to go fight Cell, and he's going to laugh at you, and it's going to be a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Which I do love. We cut to the outside again, and Trunks tries to convince Vegeta to wait for Goku, not realizing that this was, like, the worst <laughs> argument he could have constructed. That is what you say to make sure that he goes in there. Yeah, it's like, if you knew your dad a little better you would have known that this was like the worst argument you could have made like of all the he's just so powerful dad i don't know if you could beat them (laughs) father they're so incredibly strong they might even be the best combatants you would ever fight yeah yeah. It'd have to be the hardest, would be the hardest battle you could ever go into. If you beat, there's no way you could win this fight against these strong opponents. Anybody who beats <laughs> these guys could definitely kill Goku whenever he wanted. We should really get Goku. Goku's really good at fighting people. Dad, Goku probably better than you. Yeah, maybe even better than you. <laughs> I heard he's Earth's guardian. <laughs> All right, get out of the way. I'm blowing up the door. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, sure enough, Vegeta blows up the door. That's where they see him, and Vegeta just repeats, like, Trunks' description of 17 and 18. I gotta say, I like that they lean into the robot-y aspects of them, because the door clears, and Android 18 is, like, in the smoke clearing, eyes wide open with smoke Mm -hmm. in her face, and just, like, staring at them, like, eyes unblinking. It is a a pretty creepy shot for, like, the actual show. um, which I think like plays like I, I forget how much they play into like them being robots, them being like human, and they're gonna switch more onto them being human and good people later. But um, like the smoke and Android just standing there with like eyes <laughs> like, wide, like I a I fucking doll, is like one of the creepiest things. It is a great just way to immediately otherize them in a way that their appearance wouldn't. Yeah, it's like they have to do it through mannerisms because they do just look like two people. They, t- uh, they look like two not unattractive people. <laughs> yeah, uh, seventeen is like he's got shoulder length black hair and a big old orange scarf on. Uh, under that, it's just kind of a a black shirt with like a white undershirt, like a black short sleeve t shirt, mm-hmm. white undershirt. Uh, a pair of jeans on and a pistol, which I'm, I'm always like, I don't know why he needed a pistol uh, for the, the holster. Drip. He's for the yeah, purely for the, drip. For the drip. It is a good look, just like that whole. I honestly, jeans that think, I guess Jero put there. Yeah, no, I honestly think that G- Toriyama just added the gun because it looked good with the <laughs> costume, and it does. He's like, sort of like a cowboy. He's sort of like mm-hmm. modern cowboy. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think there's exactly one time he uses the gun at all, and it's in history of Trunks. So it's like someone else shoots him, and then, like, obviously that doesn't affect him, and he just goes up and he's like, this is what a gun looks like, and pulls his gun out and, like, puts it in a guy's mouth. <laughs> um, though I don't think he actually gets to fire it before Trunks shows up. And then 18 has, like, the same haircut, but she's blonde. They're twins, so they look they have very similar faces. They got big ass um, foreheads, mm-hmm. huge foreheads, uh, and she's wearing like a sleeveless jean jacket, a black and white striped long sleeve shirt, uh, a little jean skirt, and like black leggings under it into some boots. Yep. Uh, both of them are like probably a a little taller than Vegeta, but honestly, they're not like big beefy people. No, they're not imposing to look at like at all. No, they literally no, calls them think, like runts. I think Vegeta calls them runts. Yeah, I mean that was to to meta text read this because we know that these two slash sixteen will be replaced by Cell as the villains of this arc. <laughs> uh, apparently, Toriyama's editor was like, "So the villains are just some punk kids." When he saw these designs, yes, do Which, better. That damn it accurately describes seventeen and eighteen to be whereas sixteen. Who they just they just see sixteen in the pod after killing Jero and are like, "Hey, let's wake him up too." Well, actually, they, <laughs> they see saw him first, beforehand, and that's and what then, triggered yeah, killing like, Jero. Don't wake him up; he's a failure. Uh, they kill Jero and they wake sixteen up. I do like Jero's like threatening them. He's like, "I'm gonna shut you down. I broke your switch. I'll make a new one." Yeah, as if they'll like sit around and wait for him <laughs> to do that. Uh. Which, they kick off Jero's head, or 17, I think, kicks Jero's head literally off his body. And he has, like, one quick line to the Z Fighters when he's just ahead. 
and I love the distortion effect that they use <laughs> on Jero's voice when he's just ahead. Mm-hmm. Because it does, like, really add this, like, oh, like, he's fucked up. Which I know, like, they kicked his head off, so obviously. <laughs> but it adds to that effect of, like, he is freaking out. This is, he may not be dead yet, but he is in a bad spot. But he is, you know, a brain right now. Yeah. And then they stomp his fucking head in. And then Trunks blows up the lab. hmm <laughs> Because uh, Trunks is the one that's like, I am not. I don't give a fuck if we get a good fight or not. I came here to kill these androids, and I will kill these androids. I just had a big brain thought. What if in the future, <laughs> me with it. Android 16 was there, is alive, but because Goku died of a heart virus, just went off into the woods. It just lives with birds. Just lives with birds. Like, yeah. Goku dead? I'm good. Life, I guess I'm done now. Life is good. <laughs> Say I must go. My like, planet needs me. Yeah. I'm also say for the character intro of 17 and 18, it's really interesting how they, like, basically ignore the Z Fighters through, yeah, like, like, all of this. Yeah, like, because Vegeta blasts the door open, and then they just watch this family drama happen for the next five minutes and don't really do anything, and nobody acknowledges they're there anymore. Yeah. I mean, you get that really creepy shot of 18, like we talked about, but then after that, they just go right back to what they were doing, which is... A nice little effect to be like they just don't even regard them as something worth putting some energy into at the moment. Because they're not, but we'll find that out later. Oh yeah, but they blow up the lab, and seventeen, eighteen, and sixteen's pod all survive this. <laughs> and then that's when they like they start waking up sixteen because seventeen's like, look, there's no more life support hooked up to this thing. We we wake them up now or never. Uh, and I love that there's a tiny little touch to this. Which is just, like, the pod starts to open and 18 gets impatient and just kicks yeah. the door off of it. <laughs> Which, one, makes her look strong as shit. Because she just kicked this giant metal lid off like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And, two, gives a little character that she's like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking wait. Well, they're bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it adds to that, like, look, we are bored. We are not going to sit here and wait for this. We are... They are punk kids, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> um... Or, like, punk early 20s. I think they're supposed to be, like, 20 or something. Um, Or when they got Borged, mm-hmm. as they are technically cyborgs. Uh, 17 and 18 were made from people. Yeah, they're oh, people. So Andrew 16's not. He's yeah, 16 robot. is the only one so far. Well, 16 and probably 19 are the only ones so far that are actual full-on androids. Mm-hmm. And Aider, I assume. <laughs> But we're pretty removed. I like to think Ader has a brain. Actually, yeah, yeah. Ader might have been. So made he's from made horses. from like ten different robots. Yeah, the, these more in line with like what eventually Doctor Hedo will also make of like androids made from corpses. <laughs> well, Doctor uh, Jiro dead. Android sixteen, seventeen, eighteen are here, and they're here to kill Goku. <laughs> yeah, which I guess a quick description well, of sixteen is yeah. he almost looks like he's wearing like a sort of I have sci-fi space. Yeah, I have no idea what called. the fuck to describe sixteen's outfit actually as. I he, he, it's space not space marine armor. Yeah, it is, it is exceptionally of. not drip, but it is drip, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so not drip that it almost goes all the way back around. It is like one of the most, drip. it is so funny that the design is like, cool, like old school cowboy, punk Buzz girl, light your shoulder pads. alien spaceman, <laughs> the master chief, and it's like, these are my three friends, and he has a mohawk, and you're like, Don't what the fuck that- is going on? <laughs> 
in the world of these all being like things that Giraud designed that after making these three, he was like, you know what? Better design. I'm going to make a clown. <laughs> <laughs> he will keep me company but, um, and bring me joy. Yeah. 16 also is the most intimidating looking of the three in that 16 is like seven and a half feet tall and is a fucking mountain of muscle <laughs> and has a sick red mohawk, which is a, this is one of the like five haircuts that Toriyama can draw, <laughs> <laughs> but he will use this exact mohawk for like other characters and other things. And like, I guess, I don't know if he designed Tapion for Wrath of the Dragon, that DBZ movie, but Tapion will have this same mo mullet or mohawk. <laughs> But there's a reason he keeps drawing this mohawk because it's a sick it's looking sick, mohawk. Sick. I guess yeah, it could be or uh, Supreme Kai or Grand Kai, Grand Supreme Kai, mm -hmm. the one that's left. He will have this mo mohawk yep. as well. Um, which is funny because it's like a very different design character in everything but this mohawk coming back. Um. But yeah, 16 is the most intimidating looking of the three. If you just looked at them all side by side by side, he would look like the strongest. And they they sort of hint at the idea that 16 might be stronger than both 17 and 18 in these episodes. It's just that he is programmed to kill Goku, and he will only fight Goku, as we learn in the next episode. So do we think that's what Dr. Jiro was referring to when he called him a failure? I'm uncertain. I feel like probably. Like, he's almost like, I programmed this one too good. He only wants to fight oh, Goku. Oh, fuck, I'm too I good programmed... at my job. Yeah, 17 and 18 I programmed too loosely because they will just do whatever the fuck they want. And then 19 is, like, the the success because 19 was the one who listened to his orders the most. Yeah, I can It's like 19 that. was willing to ignore Goku flying away to fight Vegeta because Jiro told him to. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy uh, that. Yeah, so I feel like, yeah, it, literally for him, the measure of success is how much can they, will they do what I want them to do? In the case of 16, he was too gentle with everything except Goku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 17 and 18 were too rough with everything. <laughs> Which would hopefully include Goku, but would also include <laughs> but he couldn't him. be certain. Yeah, I wonder if they're even too yeah. rough with everything. We, we watch from these episodes, so they're just not. Like, I think yeah. it's literally because 17 18 don't follow orders. Because, like, how are they designed? It makes them uncontrollable. But not, like, in the sense yeah. of, like, they're just totally off their rocker. They're just like, I fu you fucking made me an android, and I fucking hate I you. I hate you. You're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah it's, like, it's very understandable yeah. that and they like, would the have The only reason they're fi they fight the Z Fighters later because they followed them. Yeah, yeah, and they chose to fight them. To yeah. be fair, the Z Fighters only follow them because they wake up 16. 16's like, I am programmed to kill Goku. And they're like, that eh, sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I found it crazy funny. Like, because I know that's the DBZA joke, too, is that's how they do it. I did not realize how close to the text that was. Yes, they're just like, <laughs> they've all been told they can go kill Goku. And they're like, all right, I guess I'll just go go, go kill Goku. Nothing I, else to do. I got nothing else to do on, t on a Tuesday. Yeah, which then they fly off and everybody flies after him. Vegeta being the first one to catch up to him, and that's more or less where the episode ends, is, like, he catches up to them. He's like, hey, what's up, dickholes? <laughs> and then, we, we, can, we can't uh, leave out one of them that, fun. like, 
Yeah. Everyone is like, we should probably regroup, come with a great plan to deal with the situation. We shouldn't go fight the androids. Trunks is probably onto something since he's from the future. And Vegeta is like, what do you mean onto something? Fuck you, nerd. Do you not see how blonde yeah. my hair is? Yeah. And he also tells Trunks what we all kind of know, and he's like, I literally just want Goku to get better so I can kill him, and I will kill anybody that threatens that plan, and I will kill them now. And then he punches Trunks in the solar plexus, leaves, (laughs) which is why I think we're still not on the part where Vegeta is on his redemption arc yet. Not yet. I think we're, I think we're on it yeah. i think we're just on the literal first step of it and <laughs> step have been one there. deck your son yeah. in the solar plexus step two i would actually get say, your arm shattered yeah i would actually say before he became a super saiyan he was like two steps up it and becoming super <laughs> saiyan pushed him back a step Hell yeah. i'm telling you goku isn't good for this man's psyche no here's yadarobi cleaning a scarf that he got it shit on no i do i do also like with, with the trunks and vegeta vegeta keeps using kakarot and trunks is like well, i don't know who the fuck this guy is why do you keep going on about him yeah it is very funny i also love the scene with yadarobi here yes. that like yep. yeah they're That's like we gotta keep trunks warm or he'll get a cold and yadarobi's like why do we have to do anything it's obvious that he grows up to become an adult so it doesn't matter <laughs> so stop letting <laughs> him pee on my clothes yeah, and Bulma buys into this entirely. <laughs> yeah, Bulma's like, you know what? I think you're on to find something. <laughs> God, it was very funny. I wonder how many pieces they, of clothing like, they've gone through on their way. Oh, God. Or how much Yadrobi's <laughs> scarf was just completely I don't know. That baby piece smells still in there. That's still, still in, in that scarf baby. after he's been scrubbing it. <laughs> I've been trying to clean this, but the baby piss won't come out. <laughs> Damn. Did y'all watch the uh, the teaser for the next episode of the end of this episode? No. No. Oh, it's got like uh, Vegeta talk. It's got uh, it's got the fight scene of Vegeta getting his ass kicked, and Vegeta's like, oh, "I will win. It's the only thing." And he has and the line is, "I will prevail. It's the only possible outcome." Over the shot of his arm getting shattered. Oh, which God. is very that funny. A, that's a king bit on the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that bit's in the sub, but if that's just dub exclusive, like, bravo, Sabbath, <laughs> who I know also directs this, <laughs> he has that ability. Oh, that's funny. But that brings us, yeah, 64 ends with Vegeta being like, which one of you wants to fight me first? Well, we gotta talk like, about why they're in the middle of a road, because this yes. is- Oh, yeah, because the- se- 16, 17, and 18 touch down, because 17's like- what if we steal a car? What if we get a car? Yeah. Why would we fly when we can drive? And 18's like, boys and their road trips. And then 16 is just looking at birds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just- They're like, 16, are you a car guy? And he's just like, hmm. Birds. No, he goes, <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's negative. Mm, you really are pure is robot. The most- that's weird. That's where they learn he's fully Oh, yeah, that robot. is also when 16 is yeah. like, I am actually just a robot. And they're like, <laughs> huh. So why did... Which, 17 has a thought here where he's like, why did he make two pe- two out of people when he could already make a fully mechanical person? Because yeah, he's what a dick. We'll learn. Hmm. Yeah, and I, after this nice question, I mean, like, my... we'll steal a car, we'll go on a little road trip, I'll get It'll be, be, it'll be well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 assholes, who wants to fight me first? <laughs> and, and they're like, 16, and he's like, I will only fight Goku. No, he is not <laughs> Goku. 
Yeah, it is again such a like. I did not realize how close to the text the DBZA joke was until watching this. I think again. I think everyone watching Dragon Ball again realizes that Toriyama is still just a funny writer, and so like <laughs> oh, Vegeta yeah. coming out with all the pomp and circuses, and literally one person there's going like, I don't really want to fight this guy. He's not, he's not Goku, <laughs> and like is well, one of the funniest fucking things to me right now. Yeah, well Toriyama's also such a like, and he said as much that he loves just fucking with expectations which can turn out well or can turn out poorly when that's your like stated goal yeah. mm-hmm. and so what i like here about 16 is he made the most intimidating one of them the most peaceful one of them it's almost like like he is just he he has a goal he wants to kill goku but he doesn't want to cause wanton destruction or violence <laughs> he literally is like i was made to kill goku i will kill goku that is it. Can't fault <laughs> a hammer for beating a nail. Yeah, it's literally like, I have a purpose and I will serve it, but I will do nothing else beyond that. <laughs> Aside from that, I just want to be and I like birds. I also like it's that like, uh, 16 doesn't, doesn't say, like, I'm only here to kill Goku. He just goes negative. And then everyone's like, uh, oh, Okay, she's like, that's what I thought. Oh, this she's is like, your yeah, deal. You fucking, oh, okay. He's, yeah, he's a big baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's smart. <laughs> I'll beat you all up, nerd. He's like the most robotic and yet also in some ways more humane <laughs> than everyone else here, which is what's like really interesting about his character. I really came out of this being like, oh yeah, I do like 16 as a character. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the episode ends with 18 being like, all right, I'll find him. <laughs> and that's where 65 then picks up with, well, it's 65 first starts with like Bulma and Gohan and everybody flying around and Bulma being like being a mother's a full time job to Gohan. Well, yeah, because they get back the to plot. Gohan's house and then Bulma's like, oh, actually, can we stop off at my place first when they're already there? Yeah. Which is fucked up. <laughs> because there is a dying Goku they need to take care of. Well, the Goku's living. Well, he's living, yeah. As they don't as know Gohan knows 17 and 18 are coming. Not. Yeah, they don't know 16, 17, and 18 are like a fact. Yeah, they're just like, yet. they're like, things are fucking fine. <laughs> like, that's a- also, I wanted to flag, I don't know if y'all watched the recap at all. For this episode, uh, I think I did, but I don't remember. They play about. like a snippet of Piccolo's theme, it's, or like something I that think sounds. It's just become like similar. general music now, unfortunately. Yes, I do remember hearing that. being like, why is why is Piccolo? That's just general bad guy theme now because he already made the Piccolo theme. People are like, that thing fucking rocks. It does, but I feel like they don't use it that often after this point. Like, and I just feel like it doesn't get a ton of use overall. I, I, I remember hearing the dun dun dun. Dun, 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 yeah, it dun, shows dun. up every now and then. Yeah, that shows up mm-hmm. far more than the... But not the specific... Bum, bum, no, because that part's too strong. It can't... People can't... It's too good. And if you hear that, you're like, that's Piccolo. But you could do the... And I think you're like, that's okay with that. But yeah, if I heard the actual Piccolo theme, I'd be like, you better fucking put some respect on that theme. Piccolo better start throwing hands and winning. Yeah. Like they should yeah, use that theme more That's as a heroic theme when Piccolo goes. They really should. Hands. Yeah, I would kind of like to hear it like almost in a major key, like now with Piccolo, yeah. or like you know, <laughs> change the key, but make, to make it sound more heroic. Like that would have been sick as shit 
in superhero when piccolo gets his new form exactly. if like or his orange form like as he starts winning the fight start playing like a heroic version of piccolo's theme that would be sick that would have been too strong <laughs> it'd be too good we can't handle that kind of shit anymore yeah I also got to say, because they do this opening scene and then they cut to like a wide of Vegeta and 18 standing across from each other, which I don't think I mentioned, but 17 specifically is like, hey, what's going on with your hair? Because Vegeta was at his base form when they broke open the door and is now mm-hmm. Super Saiyan. Um, But yeah, they, they just square off against each other in a wide and just get right into the fucking fight. And a Vegeta <laughs> is immediately on the back foot. Yeah. Which I love. There's a really great character beat in a similar vein to when 18 was just standing in the smoke with her eyes wide open, like not reacting. There's a great beat when Vegeta kicks her into the cliff face. The cliff shatters. But aside from just the actual physical stopping of like hitting it, 18 really doesn't react much to this. No. Like there's not like a grimace in her face. There's not like anything really indicating that this even really registered as a hit other than the actual physical push of it yeah which i like because it's like immediately like how fucked up strong mm-hmm. is 18 if that did nothing and we just watched super saiyan vegeta tear apart android 19 with his bare hands well, yeah. also like in this opening barrage vegeta has this look of oh shit and concern on his face yeah which pairs really well with 18's very stoic look on her face where it's like you know, Vegeta is in this shit. He is emotional about it. He is thinking about it. He is like, I'm going to kill this person. And 18 is just present, <laughs> which is way scarier even than her being cocky about it. She's just like, well, I'm doing this now <laughs> and is wiping the floor with him later. Right now, it's pretty like Vegeta's on the back foot, but not by a ton. But as this goes on, he just gets further and further on the back foot, and 18 maintains the same pace. Mm-hmm. Because, as we're told, they are perpetual energy mod- models of Android. Meaning exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> 17 and 18 don't run out of energy. They're so powerful. Which, yeah. <laughs> combined with the fact that you can't sense their energy and it doesn't run out is a pretty fucking potent combo in this world. Makes them the strongest in the multiverse it does. Yeah, uh, which I've always thought, like, how does this essentially relate? Like, is there an, a point that they can run out of energy? It's just they replenish it at a rate that almost feels too fast. Or is it literally like they are? They're literal. I think it's they're literal perpetual motion, like machine. Mm-hmm. Like he has somehow yeah. mastered the ability <laughs> to like never run out of energy. Uh, all I can think of is that one Spider-Man meme with the dinosaur. He's like, but you could be curing cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. That is that is what Dr. <laughs> but Jerome you could did. be solving world energy. I don't want to do that. I want to turn people into androids. Which Shiro even gives up on this because 19 and, and himself couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16 can absorb energy like uh, 19, I think at least. I, they don't establish it here. This is based on my own memory. But if I remember right, 16 has the ability to absorb energy to some extent. Uh, in the same vein that 19 and Jero that himself did. Or Android 20, as he's also sometimes referred to. Yeah. Uh, I think I think probably, in some ways, Dr. Jero is also a perpetual motion machine. But they, they went with... Or not... They, he's not. They went with the energy-absorbing machine, which they, they even talk about in the last episode. Like, that's a different you know idea than what we are. 
mm-hmm. that mm. that's what that's what he went with instead to make his little because it seems like when he made whatever the fuck they are something went wrong. And I wonder if like because we're never gonna get this information. This is just something Toriyama just just mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. give a fuck about writing. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. Is so I I assume to some level like Doctor Duro is going like they became like crazy people who didn't follow my orders after. I made them these androids, so I don't want to put this in myself and because they can I, might kill not be, me? I might not be me after it. Um, yeah. and so It could be he thought it had something to do with the technology even more. And so not just kidnapping like, and like turning someone Probably, into a robot. yeah. Considering he did it for Which, those two, put them on ice, and then immediately went back to part to phase one again. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, even 17 makes some comment about it in, I think, the last episode being like, why did you go back to energy absorption well, when you figured you. out perpetual energy? Yeah. And we don't get an answer to that question. <laughs> it seems like Seventeen raises a lot of questions that I don't. But Toriyama think will, will not be get answering. The person who answered just had the epitome of like exploded on. So yeah, they are the epitome of questions that are like these are legitimate questions, but also not getting the answers to them isn't exactly destroying. It's more fun. No, it's just, it's just more interesting. It just yeah. leads to like. Again, Toriyama just leaves doors open to get into, but eventually, was like Cell is made, wasn't Cell made by Doctor Jiro? He was made by Doctor Jiro and or Doctor Jiro's supercomputer. I'm not sure how much. If I think Jiro did make him though, it's like the ultimate failsafe. Yeah, right. So like, even Doctor Jiro moved on from energy absorption to like organic creation. As like his, his yeah, next I've moved thing. into a Blade Runner. So like, who the fuck knows really what Doctor Drew was thinking at some point? <laughs> I mean, I think what it really shows, if we want to read it this way, and it fits now that I'm thinking about it with his behaviors in like the last couple episodes once he was on the back foot, is Jiro is so single-mindedly focused on getting his revenge on Goku that he is pulling the scientific equivalent of just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, that's what Morrison yeah. like. He's like, that didn't that work, sense, we're going to yeah. move on to this. Energy absorption <laughs> did work, I, that's the best goal, we're going to go with that. Yeah. And I'm almost like, you know, now that I think about it in retrospect, that actually works pretty well as like a character flaw yeah. in how they write Jiro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, actually, yeah, now that I'm thinking about all parts together... This is a pretty comprehensive view of somebody who is so arrogantly, single-mindedly focused on one thing that they missed the forest for the trees and were killed because of it. Shit, guys, is Dragon Ball good? Dragon Ball is clever. Stu- tune its back best, in it's like, for the next episode to yeah. figure out if it's good or not. So far, we're with the yes camp, but it could be. Yeah, we're, what, eh. 93 episodes into this podcast? Uh, <laughs> I think, Jury's I think still out. Least, yeah, we still we at least tolerate it. <laughs> I tolerate uh, Dragon I Ball Dragon every Ball is, fucking day. Yeah, no. Dragon Ball's really clever at its best and then can kind of snowball with problems when, like, one piece goes wrong. Um, As we'll see in Boo, probably. <laughs> and I know that's the general consensus on Boo. Though, we've Who knows? definitely we fucking, realized we have different yeah. takes than other, other, uh, we'll be media, entering or a other Dragon Ball review media. Yeah. Which is not... You know, a bad thing. Everybody has their own taste and brings their own subjective view to it. But it was something that surprised me how much I came away from, after watching the Saiyan saga, how much I came away being like, I like Raditz, and this (laughs) saga is really, really well put together, and liking it more than Namek. Um, Because I thought I was going to like Namek more going back into this. So far, I've been a really big fan of the Android slash Cell saga. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see how it wraps up and if it sticks with my own nostalgic memory of this arc 
so far yeah it's clever it's interesting watching watching Toriyama just fucking like flying by the seat of his pants somehow has bumbled his way into writing one of the most interesting arcs so far um dude I guess just looks really good when he has to think on his feet <laughs> yeah um, he does he just truly he works really well that's just the answer you know what else yeah. looks good this fucking fight Yes, it does. After like a nice little back and forth between 18 and Vegeta that ends with 18 kicking Vegeta into the cliff and <laughs> leaving like a fucking hole. That's right when the Z fighters show up. And I love Trucks and Zabiel. Like, Father, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, all right. He's fine. <laughs> and then Vegeta coming out basically being like, I've got her right where I want her. How <laughs> like could I leave kind of when I'm so close to destroying <laughs> my enemy? I do like I do like that before they show up, he's got that look of concern and like he's actually like having to think and trying. And he's like, oh fuck, I might have bitten off more than I can chew. And he's slightly concerned, but as mm -hmm. soon as the peanut gallery shows up, he starts grandstanding. He's like, <laughs> I could never be worried. Look at my hair. Yeah, it is so dis it is such a like great character study of Vegeta in this part of the story. Because it is, yeah. As soon as people who he wants to make sure know he's stronger than <laughs> show up, yeah, he's got that fucking smirk on his face and yeah he's like now I am stand in back idiots as i kill this truck driver yeah no which just is kidding 17... truck driver survives powerful truck driver yeah. bullshit. i do love yeah. <laughs> that sherman priest he's back blows up the truck it feels like sherman <laughs> no it feels but like android yeah, 13 blows up the truck and they throw this, a quick this also like, only for the line. dub version by the way i looked this one up Oh, That's only God. for the dub version. The guy goes, <laughs> yeah, that this isn't even the not. Yeah, is a this bit. isn't even the censored for kids version of this or no. like Nickelodeon version of this. So I'm guessing they the the people who made the dub put it in there because they thought it would be funny. That's probably. what I think too. They're like, "That's a good bit." <laughs> I think it's really bad. And to I'm do, like, I'll be completely honest. It's, it's like, real bad because Vegeta. Or I have it's people. a way to try to make Vegeta more sympathetic. Yeah, I don't think you should yet. I don't no, think but you Vegeta should kill him it. though. No. <laughs> no i think it's a good way to empathize or emphasize where he is now which is i was my roommates actually came in and watched a bit of this episode with me mm -hmm. while i was watching it and one of my roommates trevor who has not really watched like any uh content for dragon ball before uh but is very aware of it just because cultural osmosis um I was just like, yeah, at this point in the story, Vegeta is very much a bad guy who happens to be fighting on their side. Um, he hasn't hit his redemption arc. He's on the start of it, as I as I have said. Baby steps. But, Babiest of steps. Yeah, literally first step, which is just he is fighting on the right side. It's like Krillin said whenever they were all hanging around uh, after Trunks left is like, look, we need to make sure that he's got someone to fight. And this is who he's got to fight right now. <laughs> Um, which, yeah, I would agree. I think making sure that truck driver dies really emphasizes that Vegeta is very single-minded and does not have much care for the value of a human life. Uh -huh. Yeah, I just, I just, there's, I think it was a good joke, but I'm also like, I think it's like bad for the, the comedy section. Or yeah, bad, it's funny, it's, but yeah, it's it does. Bad, good for the comedy, bad for like the actual like story beat moment here. Um, yeah, which the story beat moment they were trying to emphasize is that he does not care about collateral. Yeah. Also, the yeah, best part in, in, I want to point out before anything else is while the middle of fighting 17, like, 
commends Vegeta during the first part of the fight before he's thrown to the side of the cliff. He's like, not bad, Vegeta. 16 is off just looking at birds the whole time. <laughs> and 17 and like, looking, yeah. looking directly at it, and 16 is literally facing the exact opposite direction, being like, cool birds. And, and it's like, like one of my Vegeta favorite touches. Into, Vegeta smashes the cliffs, the birds fly away, and, and 16 just has this look of disappointment on his face. He's like, aw, birds. <laughs> my good friends. <laughs> oh, no. Bird. And I do love Seventeen has a lot of cockiness to him. Yes. In a similar vein. Of, like, him and Vegeta are very similar to me. Uh, in this scene, especially. Because also we later have, like, once the Z fighters come in, and Vegeta gives his whole little speech being like, she's mine. Uh, Seventeen comes in with a fucking slow clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. I love this energy. Fuck also, you. if a single one of you steps in and interferes in this fight in any way, I will personally murder you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all better all follow the warrior's code, is I think something he actually said. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the fight starts again. With more or less, like, I think 18 says something about Goku at some point in this. I can't quite remember what she says. And that sets Vegeta off even more. <laughs> um, which, at this point, like, yeah, he, he gets angry and he starts, like, putting some hits in on 18. Trunks thinking, like, okay, he's actually going to turn this. We might not need Goku. And that's when Piccolo's like, you haven't noticed that she hasn't gotten a single bit more tired, but Vegeta very much is. <laughs> uh, he's doing. He's gonna win. No, he's fucked, dude. Yeah, which there's some great little choreography here as they like keep going, and right before the moment of this episode, as we all know, the jacket is off. Uh, yeah, eighteen takes the jacket off and tells Vegeta, "If it makes you feel better, this took longer than I thought," <laughs> which is. A cold fucking line <laughs> from 18. I loved that line. Well, yeah, because she so locked her full power, the jacket's off. She can't get shirtless, so this is the equivalent. Yeah, that's as close as we can. Um, and that's when 18 just does a fucking flying kick in and breaks Vegeta's left arm in a shot that was, even though I knew it was coming, just felt rougher than I was ready for. Almost. Well, yeah, you see the elbow, you see him turn to the left, the elbow has now officially turned 180 degrees and then up. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, oh that, that no. thing's definitely broken. That is not going to come out. Yeah. That doesn't buff out. I've had my elbow turn that way before. That doesn't buff out really quickly. Um, it's, a, it's quite a painful yeah. experience when that happens. I'll let you know. You will you end up no, on your knees going, ah! <laughs> I think that's part of what makes this hit hit harder as an audience member than some others. Because, like, you see somebody blow a hole through somebody's chest. Yes, it looks rough. It looks brutal. But it also feels so detached from reality, like, when it happens of someone, like, shoving their arm through somebody or some shit. Mm -hmm. This is such a real injury of a fight of just someone kicking hard enough in the right spot to break someone's arm like that. That it feels more brutal because it looks like an injury that could really happen between two people fighting. Mm -hmm. Especially with all the other spectacle and flying and shit that's been going on, this hit is just so grounded in a way that makes it feel rougher. And this is when fucking, like, after Vegeta grabs his arm and screams <laughs> in pain, this is when Trunks steps in and 18 just turns, cracks his sword. And then 17 just fucking na nails him in the back of the with head. With a double hammer, <laughs> with a hammer blow, double fist. 
Mm-hmm. Take yeah, the classic, classic take Dragon down. Ball move at this yeah. point. That especially becomes such a move as soon as everyone can fly. Which it makes sense because you're coming in from above, like this sort of double hand just smackdown. Mm-hmm. But it works every time. Uh, and that's when Piccolo and Tien decide they need to jump well, in. Well, you know, we've and- all been in that group where, like, you have a plan and then one guy jumps early and you're like, well... We might win if we all go now. We definitely won't win if we don't if we let him go alone. So fuck it. Yeah, it's like Tien and Piccolo do share a look of like this isn't going to work out well, but it's now or never. Oh, this is gonna hurt. And that and that yeah, immediately they're basically ends like, with we're probably gonna lose this, but we have the tiniest chance if we rush in right behind. Trump. And that tiny chance is Android Seventeen Joe's of the air back kicks Piccolo. Piccolo's done, <laughs> and then chokes Tien out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I love that even Tien's third eye is like bloodshot yeah. looking when they got to the close-up. Every now and then it feels like they sort of think of Tien's third eye as just an accessory. Like you'll see shots where it doesn't seem to really react in <laughs> the same way all his other eyes do. This is not one of them and reminds you that this is a real ass eye. Uh, Such a tiny note, but it works here. And I, um, I love that so this ends and then they, you know, Android is like, don't worry, I'll come help and fight. And Android 18, <laughs> while he's flying up, grabs him, stops him, just swings him in trunks, knocks him out. It's Krillin, so good. the lone survivor, no, it is- looks at 16, and 16 is just looking out in nature, looks at him, does a slight nod and a smile, and Krillin's like, ah! And then he's just like, goes back to looking at <laughs> nature. Like, birds. And it's just like, birds surround, yeah. then birds surround 16. Like a and Disney then, princess. And then the color, yeah, like he's like a Disney princess. Color changes. Now Anderson's green and black suit is a dark blue and his green is now bright pink, surrounded by pink birds. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it becomes like a Disney princess it, picture. Yeah, I called it like a JoJo recolor yeah, moment. Yeah. But instead of like to emphasize something really dramatic, it's the opposite. To emphasize just how like peaceful and serene 16 is, despite looking like a giant murder mountain of man. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then Krillin's like, oh, he's not going to attack me like whatsoever. Yeah, it's like Krillin gets it through his head in this moment. Like, oh, <laughs> he's not to be feared. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, yeah. <laughs> He's not going to kill me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not dead at this exact moment. I'm going to go now watch Piccolo get punched in the stomach so hard he vomits blood. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're you know, back. As we look back, surveying the construction, uh, surveying the destruction, I have exactly one thought going through my head. Anybody else feel like this is how the fight against 19 and 20 was supposed to go? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if 19 and 20 were going to still be the main villains, this is probably how that fight would have ended. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, beat for beat, but yeah, this kind of tone. Uh, but yeah, there's a really smooth move that more or less ends the fight here, which Vegeta's prone on the ground. <laughs> Trunks has been kicked away. Vegeta puts one hand into the ground, blast himself up, and then blast at 18. And his arm is fully 18. dangling limp the entire time. Yeah, his left arm is just completely useless now. It's a pretty sick 18, move, though. like... Does this mm-hmm. sick fucking like double hand jump over it, lands with her hands like on his wrist over him as Trunks is now flying towards the both of them, and 18 just fully twists in the air and knocks Trunks down with Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that was just such a lovely little bit of choreography. <laughs> 
And that's when 18 walks over to Vegeta and it's like, well, don't want you to keep following us and just stomps into his one good arm. Remember one, rule number right one? Right at the, the collarbone. Well, it's not, yeah. I don't want to follow you anymore. It's, I don't want you to try that trick again. And then, yeah, just breaks <laughs> yeah. the elbow again. <laughs> well, she breaks it, like, right at, like, the fucking collarbone, if I remember <laughs> right. Like, she steps, like, right there on his one good arm. And this somehow felt even more brutal to me than the last day. Yeah, I thought it was, like, right on the, um, uh, like, bicep. Right, I think right, like, right above your elbows where I think she stepped. Yeah, it's right at the which bicep. Which is definitely a hard bone oh, okay. to break, I would say that much. I've broken my elbow. <laughs> Damn, it does strong. establish how strong she is. Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't take much work from her. Like, first she kind of puts her heel in as if she's, like, making sure she's stepping on the right spot. <laughs> like, almost in the same way that, like, a nurse looking for your vein for, like, an IV oh, or She's something. looking for something. Yeah, it's like she like she knows exactly what part of his arm she wants to break, so she just kind of positions her heel there and then just puts her weight into it. <laughs> and you just hear that fucking like snap inside, and then Vegeta starts screaming and then passes Turns out and his hair goes off. back to black. Yeah, which, yeah, 17 is like, oh, hey, his hair went back. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, they look at both of them like, weird. Well, okay. Mm. <laughs> anyway, time to kill Trunks. No, don't do that. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah. And then there's just Krillin still up above, which 17, 18 come back up. And they're like, yeah, let's just go cause some trouble till we find <laughs> Goku. Maybe we cause enough. He'll come find us. Um, And six, they're like, hey, 16, why didn't you jump in? And he's like, y'all scared the birds away. <laughs> like, I, Okay. <laughs> I do like that he's that they're like they're not gonna kill. Him. They're like, hey, go use your sensu beans. Go give them to them. Yeah. They'll be fine. We're not gonna kill them. Yeah, which Jiro and nineteen did not know what the sensu beans were. Why do seventeen and eighteen? Know uh, what I don't sensu think about beans it. Are? Yeah, but yeah, he's like, just go ahead, give them the sensu beans. We'll be on our way. Which <laughs> you know, Krillin does try to be like, don't do this, and they're like, eh, what why if not? I asked really nicely. That's a good point. Yeah, literally. But I he do does want that. to kill Goku. God damn it. Eighteen's yeah. like, that's cute. Gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and then they all fly off. <laughs> Krillin left with the strangest boner. Of I his also life. like that Seventeen like explicitly doesn't ask where Goku is so they can like do the road trip for longer. Yeah. He actually explicitly tells Krillin not to tell yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no no no. I want to find him myself. Well, it's funny because I don't think 17 or 18 want to kill Goku. That's like what they I don't. feel. They're like, whatever on it. It's literally, they go like, what if you like, don't? And he's just, 16's like, negative. I'm programmed to kill. And they're like, oh, that's our, that, it's only, it's the three amigos and we're going to follow our three, uh, the one amigo. So we're all going. Yeah. But yes, we will make it a road trip and 16 can enjoy yeah. nature while we do it. And 16's not going to fucking <laughs> complain. He loves looking at nature. <laughs> yeah it is an interesting dynamic that the three of them have because it's like the two that would be the most likely personality wise to kill goku don't really care about killing goku and the one that would seem the least want to kill anyone is the one who's the most dead set on killing goku specifically and it yeah i, I just i like the three of them together i wonder why they turned almost like you in the that. future future then I'm I'm almost like I think it's because 16 wasn't there. I think 16 sort of tempers their bloodlust to an extent. <laughs> Instead of that, everybody, uh, it's solely a Goku. Okay. Yeah, and that gives enough of a through line that, as we know, 
just from knowing the later parts of the franchise, 17 and 18 will switch sides to good. It'll switch sides in the next, um, like, 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really goes fucking moving. When does Cell and show it, up again? It, I think it's... <laughs> this is one part where I'm like, if they had stayed the main villains, their motivation here would have really fallen apart really quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but because they don't stay the main villain when their motivation falls apart, it doesn't... It's fine. It, it isn't as jarring because there's a bigger, badder villain here to take up the mantle immediately. I also think they could have really done the story well, like Goku being incapacitated and because Vegeta is so strong... They have to deal with the fact that Vegeta is actually making them villains instead of just them being like people you yeah. can communicate with, mm-hmm. which is like intro. I think mm. could have been like an interesting story idea that could have like been used for good character progression. It doesn't go that way, and then there mm-hmm. could have been a good reason for like the hero, the the humans, and Piccolo to still get stronger. So like actually like Vegeta is somehow becoming the tertiary or primary villain just because he's causing them to get more and more mad <laughs> when like, we don't need to do this yeah. we, we, we don't need to fight them at all actually Vegeta, yes, we do. Your, Vegeta, literally you your pride that is the problem right now um <laughs> yeah which will continue to be a problem in this arc and uh, still even into boo though we get like the relationship between trunks and vegeta will be the basis for vegeta's like actual face turn yeah um as he grows closer to future trunks um, and starts to realize he cares about his family to some degree as much as he wishes he didn't. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't really fully come into play until after he dies. And then we get a more, a more coherent Vegeta. Mm-hmm. I'd say it doesn't really come into play until the moment he yeah. dies in Boo. Which, <laughs> Which is why it works. Yeah, it's why it's like that a whole, it's a multiple yeah. arcs to go through with him. Um, yeah. Even if it doesn't like end up, ending the villain or whatever and like the sacrifice in terms of stopping the villain doesn't mean much in terms of vegeta's character arc it means a yeah. lot mm-hmm. and now we transition uh, into the sensu bean arc <laughs> yeah which this that was the end of episode 65 this is the start of episode 66 uh where krillin is giving beans to everybody and he does sit there for a second and be like maybe i shouldn't <laughs> give one to vegeta <laughs> he starts with tn his bestest friend I mean, yeah, honestly, of everybody here, Tien is the one that he has the best relate. <laughs> Although Piccolo and Krillin went through the back part of Namek together, so they're definitely a lot closer now. <laughs> Though I guess you did have that moment with Piccolo Jr. in the like mar- World Martial Arts Tournament where he did concede some respect to Krillin. For yeah, but Krillin didn't concede well respect did. to Piccolo. Yeah. Well, he kind of He's like, you're too strong. I give up. And that just <laughs> fucked up Piccolo in a way that no one else, I think, quite does <laughs> other than Goku winning the fight. Honestly. <laughs> uh, that's like the first thing that throws Piccolo off balance in that arc is that Krillin just gives him that. <laughs> what do you mean forfeiting as an option? Who wrote these rules? Right. It was like it was like 10 years ago. But, like a uh, whole rule committee got together, Piccolo, and we said if people wanted to. Forfeit. Well, it's I like, wasn't well, alive yet. Forfeiting's been like a thing in human competition for the last Fuck ever. Fuck you. So. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> Stop blowing up our... Yeah, get back in the grid. in the island. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starts holding his hands up. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> He's going to do the whole thing where he blows everyone up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's like a quick cut-in of a scene with Gohan dropping Bulma and... Yajirobe off at Capsule Court before we come back to this, which I just love the the dissonance between here is all the Sea Fighters bloody beaten, 
on the verge of death. Hard cut to Ponchi having just a very pleasant <laughs> yeah, day. Just the most Betty Boop ass voice <laughs> character telling Gohan I, that he's a cute looking kid and Gohan be like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm you thank you. <laughs> I'm a cutie. Yeah. I'm a little cutie kid. I, I feel really like this is leaving. one of those voice choices, like accent choices that almost like Joey having a Brooklyn accent in Yu-Gi-Oh! is like I don't know how you came to the conclusion that this was the voice to use but you're also but right it was correct you like this like yeah. new jerseyan like <laughs> accent bimbo the, character kind of vibe somewhere between like yeah jersey and transatlantic almost yeah or like like a slightly more enunciated jersey yeah accent. right and you're and like this complete airhead character who is just like mm-hmm. whole personality is kind of just their mom who's like kind of a bimbo. That's the character, uh, and you're like, and just nailed it. Every part of it's great. Just a great. <laughs> seems like a great mom. Seems to li- actually take care yeah. of the kids. Like you're like this person seems awesome. Easily one of the best parents <laughs> yeah. in Dragon Ball, which is not a super hard <laughs> title to claim, but she does manage to pull it off. She does good work. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, then they, we just cut back everybody's up now having been given a sensu and we sort of Krillin has filled them in. So now we're just getting their reactions to the knowledge that they are just going to kill Goku and they're mostly doing it as a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that they were left Oh, wait, sorry, you're saying back of the Zero is being alive again, right? Yeah, 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 and they also are reckoning with the fact that they didn't even. Yeah, kill they're just them. like, "What the fuck? Come on, we're not even worth killing." Get back here and kill me. Yeah, get back here and kill me. I'm like, guys, just be happy you're alive. Yeah. What the fuck? No, you see, Vegeta's a raging misogynist, and being beaten by a woman specifically makes him incredibly angry. Oh, did it remind you the line? Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I was these. Like, why Piccolo got to make this about that? <laughs> why did Piccolo have to make it about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know he's right. Oh, no, he's definitely right, because <laughs> Vegeta's also probably going to say something. He doesn't say anything in this episode. I would not be surprised if he does. It, is still, the next, it was like, still two, a wild episodes. line to hear out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, so, yeah, Vegeta fucks off on his own. Trunks tries to go after him, but they don't let him. And Piccolo pulls, like, what I call the Lassie moment, when he's like, I'm not on any of your sides. Fuck all of you. I'm doing this just so I can take over the world. Bye. Which the Tien last seven years have lines. been a bit, you idiots. Yeah, Tien. Yeah, despite seven years of them fighting on the same side and Piccolo showing that he has changed, Tien buys this hook, line, and sinker, and it's Krillin who's like, "Hey, he's flying towards the lookout." <laughs> we all know that he's not a bad guy. Well, also, um, like right before this, Piccolo like let's curl in off the hook for not diving in with the rest of them and he's like oh yeah, yeah he's literally that, look just... you standing right there that was the best decision you could have made you're cool it, it is so yeah. funny how much pickles like oh we don't know you did a good job not jumping in there that was really no no winning there also <laughs> fuck all of you i'm actually a villain who fucking doesn't care and Kim's like that's true he is a villain and Krillin's like are you fu- what the fuck are you talking did you not hear yeah, anything? Were you, were you paying attention where were you when <laughs> i have been in the mountains you with when Chaozu just for the last happened. three years you literally trained with yeah. him for like like while they were in the freeze art bro he's fine yeah. <laughs> Y'all hung out on King Kai's yeah, planet. We had good. a beer. It was cool. Yeah. 
It's so funny because it's it's. I do love that Tori Emma's like even like you shouldn't even think that if you think that you're an idiot. Moment. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Krillin is the voice of the audience here, being like, we're not dumb, right? <laughs> Tori was like, you're correct, you're not. Mm-hmm. Though this does lead to like a talk between Tien and Krillin about the the choice that Piccolo is about to make. And the idea that Piccolo might disappear forever when he goes to fuse with Kami. Yeah, uh, you mean the Dragon Which, Balls? Oh yeah, the Dragon Balls will disappear, but also the idea that Piccolo will be gone. True. In a sense, like, that once they refuse, they will become what they were and not who he is now. At least that's how Krillin reads yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We sort well, of get a different better, He's got once... the best idea. He was at Namek. Yeah. Which... I I appreciate this exchange. Some part of me is like, this could have been a show don't tell moment, and this felt a little more tell and not show. It works. Like it's not bad. This is some decent dialogue, but it does feel a lot like let's explain what Piccolo's about to do instead of just show him do it. Because mm-hmm. I think we get this sort of motivation whenever Piccolo gets to Kami, and we get the scene between yeah. them, and in a slightly more naturalistic way. Um. This almost feels like that sort of moment in the Saiyan saga that bothered us a bit, where yeah, I was just more or less that, somebody yeah. gave us when Kami yeah. was like, "Hmm, Piccolo might be becoming a good guy if he takes care of this child Gohan." Yeah, this felt similar to that to me, where I'm like, "This isn't necessarily terrible, but feels ineloquent when we get it much more eloquently, like right yeah. after." Yeah, um, yeah. I'm like, this didn't make me be like, fuck this show. Like, it's not like it ruined it. It's just like, we didn't need to do this. <laughs> um, I think I like the idea of Krillin seeing right through it, obviously, oh, yeah. if no one else is going to. Krillin becomes quite but the astute just left person it at that. as time goes on. Yeah, I think we could have just left it at Krillin being like, well, he's flying towards the lookout, so I think I know what he's going to do, and then have the scene between Piccolo and Kami. Yeah, that'll probably be better. I agree. Yeah. This also goes out of its way to explain why, like, Piccolo can't make new Dragon Balls after they, like, once we get the scene with Piccolo and Kami, because they sort of say, like, Kami's like, so you want to reunite into one person, and Piccolo's like, no, I want, we need a warrior right now, and we need a warrior as strong as we can get. I am going to absorb you. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains how Piccolo's personality doesn't really change after this. Mm-hmm. And why he can't make a new set of Dragon Balls after this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I think him they being will... all evil and whatever is like an insecurity that he might lose himself in the transformation. So he's trying to like mm. get his back to basics on his character as possible before he does it. So he's like, okay, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. It's not going to be the old guy. It's going to be me. Yeah. As well as this also, I think he's like, it might make it easier on them that they who have grown attached to me. If they think I hate them, like trying really hard to pull the like, go away, I don't want you anymore. <laughs> no <laughs> one's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could see that too of him because he acts a little more mean, for lack of a better way to put it, towards Kami in this well, scene. I, I, think, like, I think genuinely Piccolo does not like Kami. I think there probably is like an actual genuine dislike of Kami that Piccolo does have. There's never been like a it's Piccolo and Kami come together moment. It's mm-hmm. just been Piccolo has become better as a person, but I do bet like Piccolo is like you did like force me out of your body. That's kind of a shit move. Yeah. <laughs> what the um, hell, Dad? And I'm sure it's also a little bit of a like as they more or less say in this scene, not so 
direct uh, well more or less very directly but just with good dialogue <laughs> better dialogue than this like piccolo is mad at kami's approach to guarding the yeah. earth in the sense mm-hmm. that he just, just kind of sits, sits and there. watches and yeah tries Unless, to send of course, other people it's to him do doing a bad thing the one yeah. time kami's got off his ass and tried to do it is against piccolo yeah but it's like you didn't do anything when the saiyans were here you didn't do anything there like I have been the one who has gone to fight, so of course I want to absorb you and not, like, reunite. Because we need my way of guarding the Earth, not your way of guarding the Earth. But then it brings up a really good moment as, like, that's a great idea, but also we probably actually don't need what Piccolo is saying at all. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, we we probably don't need to crush 16, 17, 18. We probably just yeah, don't. Because Kami, Kami's been like, oh, I've been watching you, mostly you starting the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fair point, and it, it makes this more of an interesting debate in this moment. This debate will sort of get settled once Cell Unfortunately, but still. Yeah, but it does make for an interesting scene with two characters that we haven't really had a dialogue between in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, With a lot of pathos in between the two of them. Like, this is a... This is probably one of my favorite scenes in these three episodes is Piccolo and Kami on the lookout. Yes, I, th- yeah, I really think in, in some ways, like, and I think this is what I think, you know, they won't get absorbed soon because, I mean, Cell's next episode is Cell, Cell's revealed next episode. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, or no, I guess it's either next episode or the episode after. Yeah, and so Cell will, will be appearing in the next three, and then I think the three after that are, um, what's it called, is Piccolo Fuses. Um, yeah, well, Piccolo fuses before, like, anyone meets Cell. Oh, okay. Piccolo's the first one to meet Cell, and Piccolo has absorbed Kami Okay, then Piccolo will be fusing in the next few episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there's, like, I think we'll see, because Piccolo has still been bloodthirsty almost entirely. Just a more chilled out, good version of his bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll see that, that tactical side of Piccolo come out after he fuses with Kami. Maybe that will become like a character thing. And in some ways, he does just become the wise leader of the group because he cannot keep up with anyone. He just becomes yeah. Kami. <laughs> he, become, he goes into yeah. a mentor role. Which he's sort of already done to a yeah. degree. I mean, particularly with Gohan. And like, he fits that role very naturally. We just see him start to lean into it, and it's not until, like, superhero that we see him be more like this, where he's both the mentor but also a fighter. Um, And he's like, yeah, he's he has some bloodthirst to him, but he's just much more of a stoic. Like, he is like, there is a job to do, and we will do it. Which is why I... Oh, God, I love Piccolo. He is a fun character. <laughs> I know that Piccolo is also one of Toriyama's favorite characters to write for. Uh, by his own admission. Love that. Love that green guy. <laughs> yeah. Love, glad to see him become that orange yeah, guy now. Love him <laughs> his weird clothes power-ups. Mm-hmm. Not so, that's the only power-up I give a fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see it. It's the only, it's the only one we care about. But yeah. Uh, that, now we kind of get, you know, the rest of the episode is everybody re-establishing where everyone is Mm -hmm. what they're all doing and what their goals are so vegeta seems to just be beelining toward the somewhere he's kind of flying aimlessly and he's super pissed uh 
<laughs> which is fitting because his he has just taken one of the biggest hits to his pride in the series today. Mm-hmm. Was well, this yeah, moment he was bested because... by a woman? <laughs> it's even like, I mean, okay, yeah, like fucking Piccolo said that. I'm ignoring this. <laughs> to more it's state. the text, Thomas. He, he got the thing that he thought he needed to finally catch up and be on top again, mm-hmm. and it's not enough. Yeah. Because we watched how much it bothered him that he wasn't a Super Saiyan. Now he is, and it's still not enough. Like, that's that's gotta hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's very obvious, yeah, Vegeta is licking this wound right now. But he is ready to just dive back in, more or less make the same mistake, because he's like, no, I can get him (laughs) this time. I have to prove to myself that I can get him this time. Goku is back at the house, and they're more or less saying in ten days he will be back up to speed. Which, damn, didn't realize it would take that long. It's a rough, it's (laughs) an awesome disease. Yeah. Yeah. Would Goku get a Zenkai boost from nearly dying to the heart disease? Yes. Uh, probably. Yeah, because they always just say it's a Saiyan almost dies, like comes back from the brink of death. That's when a Zenkai boost happens. They didn't say it has to be in a fight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. Like, it, we'll, I, we'll see if they address that or if they just I'll sort of let it. it be whenever he gets back. <laughs> um, But then Krillin shows get, up. You know, yeah. Krillin and Tien are flying off for a bit, more or less Tien. Doesn't Tien more or less say he's going to like go grab Yeah, he's, he dips to go pick up Chaozu. Alright, that's what I yes, thought. Yes, Chaozu because he's going to go train. Everyone's going off to do their own yeah. training for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas Krillin is going to go get Goku and basically try to figure out a safer place for him. And he, you know, touches down, ends up there. And that's like more or less the going episode to Kame with, House, baby. Yeah, Krillin being like, "Let's go to Kame House," which uh, to ape another DVZA bit. That is, in fact, the second place they would look. <laughs> but I guess it's you know they'll see him coming at least. Yeah. Really hard to sneak up on Kame House. Well, you, look, you can either take him to Kame House or you can take him to Capsule Corp. And Capsule Corp's in the middle of a city. You can't have that. Yeah, and Kame House is in the middle of nowhere. And when it's an enemy that they can't sense, any ability to make sure they see them is going to be uh, a good thing to have. Yep. But yeah, and that's more or less how this episode ends, which I think we said it earlier in the episode. I think, Zach, specifically, you said it. It's just, this is kind of our reset episode mm-hmm. to be like, all right, let's 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 get our feet under us for a second and figure out. Oh, and there's a quick scene of Android 16, 17, 18 stealing a car, <laughs> which we already kind of talked about at the top of the show. It's just incredible. The delivery goes, yep, it's we're a fired. Good scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there's got to be some grace given when a dude the size of an NBA player. You think but insurance buffer. is going to believe that? No. No. Exactly. You're telling me a couple teenagers and a seven foot tall metal man stole your truck. Yes, <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's these episodes. Um, yeah, this is our introduction to 17, 18, and 16, who will be our focus for mostly just the next couple episodes. As Cell will, you know, sort of start to take the baton of main villain after his introduction. More like absorbing the baton, but yes. Yeah. But... They are 
they they operate very differently from 19 and Jero, and I like them as villains, but their motivation is just really weak. <laughs> I feel like that's my bigger problem than their designs if I was Toriyama's editor. Is their motivation is pretty one note. Yep. Well, I imagine uh, they probably would have done something with that if he wasn't immediately with the, no, go back and do better. Do it again. Yeah. I mean, I could see them just sticking with, like, yeah, 16 said kill Goku and... We don't have anything else to do, so we'll kill <laughs> Goku. They would have figured something out, but it does work. Mm -hmm. Like it, it works enough, and for as long as they're going to be the focus, it works. Um, I really like sixteen. I forgot how much great. I liked sixteen. Yeah, seventeen and eighteen are a lot of fun too. Uh, they're both fairly similar to me. I think seventeen's a little cockier in how he acts. Or a little louder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would probably yeah. be the better way to put it. Well, he's the one driving the whole is... road trip idea. Yeah, whereas 18 is like, let's just get this over with. But I will shit talk you when given an opportunity. <laughs> Seven, 18 doesn't say as much, but when she does, she means it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she thought about it. Like, God, I, I still think about that line earlier from 18. It's just like, if it helps, this took longer than I thought, which is... It's just fucking cruel. It's a brutal, it's, it's a brutal it. own. It's great. <laughs> and a brutal yeah. arm snap. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, double arm snap. <laughs> it's the other, like, she's very surgical in how she fights Eight, uh, Vegeta in that fight. Um, She knows exactly what she wants to accomplish and does it. Mm -hmm. uh, it 17 is a little more just, like, I'm going to come in and just beat the shit out of y'all. And we have not seen 16 fight because Goku is not here. <laughs> <laughs> which says a lot about his character too mm -hmm. the fact that yeah this is and i i feel like i remember them saying a line that alluded to the idea that 16 is the strongest of the three of them appearance wise he certainly looks it but i mean we learned the vegeta and the frieza lesson that just because you look stronger doesn't mean you are mm -hmm. in this universe i feel like goku and 16 it was all looks napa would be about. the strongest what i feel like 16 and goku would have a lot to talk about I feel yeah, like they wouldn't have a lot to talk about, really but there'd be a birds. deep understanding there. 16 really likes birds. Goku brought a bird back to life once. <laughs> hey, that's not canon. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> God. But yeah, uh, that was these three episodes kicking off the next little mini arc of this arc with 17 18 and the 16 other androids on their road trip from hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you mean the i don't know how they androids mm. which <laughs> it is interesting seeing this with the meta knowledge of what's to come as well as why this happened it still works but there is a, a slightly chaotic nature to this arc in the beginning as, like, the pieces are slowly settling in. Mm -hmm. Like, there hasn't been mention of the idea of Cell yet at this point. Nope. Even though Cell will become the main threat. But, uh, I'm curious. I know Cell's intro is one of my favorite villain intros from my memory. I'm curious how it will hold up when we get to it. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited to see. A, I think Cell will be a great villain. That's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think he's... There's something I've been saving to say, and I'll save it until we start actually getting into Cell, in regards to why I think Cell works really well as the villain for this arc specifically. 
Well, all right then. I look forward to it. I also, I also now kind of get yeah. the idea. Like the one thing I'm kind of think lean towards. I know they, you know, they get more into like Super Saiyan how to transform and stuff. But like, I like the idea that like they're saying like, okay, you, being Super Saiyan right now is like super imperfected. Like they're using a lot of energy when they're in it. When they're fighting, they're using a lot of energy. And the big thing that kind of gets developed from this is actually just need to, you just need to like be a really good at being Super Saiyan to get good at Super Saiyan. You can't just pop it and hope for the best. Because there are going to be people out there who have energy reserves, who can like, mm-hmm. who aren't going to be surprised anymore by Super Saiyan. So you got to be like just spending time in that form, which they're going to get into later on. Which I like that. That's like I think Toriyama's like laying the ground for that really well right now of being like, it's just not enough to just like have like a power up. You have to then like really develop out that power up, make it really good, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which helps ensure that it still fits within the. Uh the framework of the philosophy of Dragon Ball, which has always been, yeah, hard work is the key to becoming the strongest. Whereas, like, it might seem with the introduction of Super Saiyan, no, it's being born a Saiyan, which <laughs> still kind of is. <laughs> but yes and no. like, you can't just, yeah, you can't just get Super Saiyan and that's it. It's possible to be stronger than a Super Saiyan without being a Super Saiyan. So you have to put in some effort to find new ways to get Gotta stronger. Gotta put the work in, boys. But I want to be strong now. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, about sums it up for me. I don't know if y'all have any more thoughts on these three. No. I Slash think the arc up to now. That about sums it up. I'm really enjoying yeah. it so far. Same here. Yeah. The irony of when we're really enjoying it, we tend to have less to say. It's really good. I just don't think there's um. It's it's sort of like a setup, another an episode where we got our setup, we got our talk. Like the last mm-hmm. ones was kind of like they started and resolved. This one we're at the start, and I'm I want to see like where the resolving's at. And then I think I have more to say. Like seeing comedy fuse when like that agreement happens, I want to hear it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because we've seen the beginning of that. They don't fuse by the end of this episode. Now Piccolo They've decides, just... well, I'm gonna sit right here until you come to your senses. Yeah, and literally tells him, like, I hope too many people don't die before you make a fucking choice. <laughs> really digging the knife in there. Which is, like, that. that is his thought, though. Like, it's a great way to show... His philosophy is we can't just sit here and wait and see what happens, because when we do that, people die. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Piccolo is in the business of saving as many innocent lives as he can, but how they think of that paradigm is very different. And that's what's interesting, like, watching them interact finally after so long. Yeah. Which, yeah, I didn't think, I I really enjoyed watching them just talk. Ass. <laughs> yeah, it's a good scene. It's some good stuff. Hell yeah. Mm. Oh, that's all I got. It's a good right. stuff. I'm just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all, all right, let's to. fucking, I'm like, I'm now kind of feeling like, let's fucking get into it. Let's just get started. Let's get Goku better. Yeah, let's get all feel- this shit going. But first, we have yeah, to which it feels the like we're, we are not too. Far. Oh yeah, no, I think we're literally about to get into the let's get uh, the, the time the enemy reveals and everything. Yeah, which is my only yeah, problem with shall see. the the pacing. I, I feel like this is actually going to be we're going to hit that one little snag. It'll be like kind of right around here ish, where it'll be like okay, you need to introduce the next villain, Toriyama. And Toriyama's like, well, I, I just want to get the the, the plane moving a bit. Just like, five more minutes. A little more Dad. setup, and he's like, okay, let me do a little more setup. Um, I thought that's what's going to happen, mm. but who knows? Maybe that setup's really good. Maybe it will feel naturally paced, but I'm just, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's get into it. Let's get to the actual fighting or the actual training, what they need to do. And I still know we're going to wait a little bit longer because it isn't until, like, Imperfect Cell. Mm-hmm. 
that would get them to go in the hyperbolic time chamber, right? This yeah. first go around is I Vegeta say and Trunks, and then it's Goku and Gohan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for all that. I'm also excited just to see how them. I want them to start like really hammering out, you know, gaining power, doing powers. I want to see what Toriyama says, like, what that is written out in Kai, what that sounds like. Because I always, that's stuff that fascinates me. That becomes, like, the whole problem of Dragon Ball in a nutshell is, like, how to deal with the power system we create. I want to, this is when they really start creating it. Like, laying it out. What does it mean to, like, gain power? What does it mean to, you know, muscle mass? Blah, blah, blah. They start really trying to have these ideas, start spilling them out, and it becomes the eternal problem. And they also start introducing the worst problem that ever gets introduced in Dragon Ball ever, which is regeneration. Oh, God. With the worst <laughs> idea of all time. Yeah, and they do... They, they go in and out of using it after... The I mean, Boo really leans into it even harder than Cell yep. does. Um, then we get to Super, and we don't really have a regenerating villain again until Zamasu, which becomes one of the major flaws of that yep. arc. Uh, and I I think Moro can sort of regenerate, but it, there's more steps involved, and that makes it a little more interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, it... Yeah, oh. yeah. It's one of those things like Moro's not the most interesting villain in my personal opinion, but at least they like go out of their way to make his power set more interesting. Yeah. If regeneration did something, Moro's... I would be more like it did drain the power, did something. But when you can just go poof, I'm back to normal. It just it it it's poopy. It's poopy. It's just boring. Yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. Although I think Cell, they handle it well enough. Uh, maybe because it's just so novel and they don't feel a need with Boo it might even be a need for like a you know escalation of sorts that it becomes even more ridiculous that they're like well we just had Cell who could regenerate so how do we make this regeneration bigger than that what if it's all just regeneration (laughs) and like Zamasu it's kind of interesting because he could regenerate but he's also like not that strong which then gets kind of fucked up when they fuse him, and then he just becomes fucked up strong and can regenerate. Because <laughs> it's more interesting when it's like him and Goku Black as two separate entities, where Goku Black is vulnerable but powerful, and Zamasu is immortal but weak. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Comparatively. Yeah, they need each other. <laughs> they need um, each other. To some extent. <laughs> more so in the manga than the anime, but in the manga especially, they need each other, because like... Goku Black is getting stronger because Zamasu keeps healing him every time he almost dies, <laughs> which keeps giving him new Zenkai boost. Man, I I'm starting to become the the hater of the Zenkai boost. I think I hate hmm. that. I hate yeah, the, the anime I hate the, will that rule just, being like laid out as a thing. Yeah, the anime will just sort of stop talking about it. The manga brings it back for fucking like. Goku Black and then doesn't really talk about it again. Yeah, because I think they just sort of sell also gets Zenkai boosts. That's how they that's their explanation for how Cell goes back to perfect form slash stronger than perfect form, even though he doesn't have a team. I think that's all baloney sandwich. I I think that's a fine enough way to do it to make it so that it's not just the heroes who get to take advantage of this. Yeah. Well, I just don't. I just don't um, think I like Zenkai boost. Like after, it feels like either, it's like, like it feels like in the the show now, right? It feels like after they they've gotten this strong, Zenkai boosts don't really do anything. But then they're like, well, actually, Cell 
it's going to do something for him. Like, well, Vegeta should be so fucking strong right now, but he just gets beat to shit. <laughs> yeah, if Zenkai boosts continue to be as important as they were in the beginning, Vegeta would be the strongest character. In yeah, the because, like, the whole arc of Cell, no offense to Vegeta, is v- Vegeta getting clowned on. <laughs> It's the the days of uh, finding out after years of fucking around. True. Yeah. Which I guess he found out pretty hard on Namek, too. There's a lot of Vegeta finding out. He's finding (laughs) out. He's not learning from it, but he is discovering truths of this world. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Well, this is clearly a one-time thing. Oh, God. (laughs) My face. Yeah. He will continue to find out. Honestly, up into even the most recent arcs. Though I think Granola Arc does a better job of letting Vegeta not just be finding out at the expense of his character. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's all I got for this. I think that'll about do it then. Yeah, I think that's good. All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye.